In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the first Sunday after the Resurrection Feast, which we call Thomas Sunday. And we call it Thomas Sunday because we read the scripture where the Lord, after his resurrection, appeared to all of the disciples, but Thomas was not with them. And then when they told Thomas that this is what happened, he was not believing, and he said, I have to touch him and handle him myself to be, to, 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 to be convinced that, that he actually did um, rise from the dead. Uh, later again, uh, when Thomas was with the rest, uh, the Lord appeared to them all, and Thomas had the opportunity to, to touch him and to, to, to verify that, in fact, he had risen from the dead. And he didn't have to just take the word of the apostles of what they told him, but he had the evidence himself um, in front of him. And the Lord, when he saw him, he said to him, uh, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. And maybe this is kind of a strange thing for us to, to, to comprehend, because what is the Lord saying here? He's saying that those who have not seen and believed are greater than those who believe because they have seen. This is what he's saying. He's saying, if, if those who believe in me without having seen and, and touched and handled and have proof that is like undeniable and undisputable, those people who believe without that are better than the people who believe because of that, believe because they have seen. And maybe this is foreign to our ears because in our society, of course, the person who um, believes something, um, we, we say, well, you have to have evidence. You have to have plenty of evidence and proof. And, and, and once you, you establish proof about something, then someone is willing to believe it. And then this person is considered to be rational, reasonable, um, someone who um, uh, thinks with their mind, is not just prone to believing things that are false. But actually here, when the Lord is speaking to us about faith, He's saying that faith is based on not what you see, but based on what you have not seen, and trusting what you have been told about the things that you have, been, you have yet to see. This does not mean that there is no evidence for faith. There is evidence, but the evidence is maybe not the clear kind of concrete evidence that we look for when we are looking to see if something is true. For instance, when the Lord provides us his own words, and he says to us in the scripture, which are the words of God, and he says these are the things that are true, these are the things that are happening, these are the things you should expect in heaven, for instance. By, by the very nature, what we believe in are things that are beyond our capacity, beyond our senses, beyond our ability to, to experience them firsthand, the way that we do the things in the world. How is it then would somebody have faith to believe in the afterlife? No one has ever seen it. No one has, has experienced it themselves. And even though there might be some people who have these experiences where they, they die, they go, they experience something, they come back and tell us. But what kind of proof is this to the skeptic? What kind of proof is this to the person who doesn't believe? And so for us as believers, the source of our faith is is, is the Word of God. For us to believe what the Word of God said, not to judge the Word of God, not to try to evaluate the Word of God according to some worldly system, but if we truly believe that this is the Word that came from God, and that the, then the God is telling us the truth, then we accept it for what it is. Right? We accept the, the, the idea of the resurrection for what it is. None of us were, were there at the time to see the empty tomb. None of us observed the, re the resurrection firsthand. Certainly none of us experienced the resurrection that we will all experience at the, at the last day. And yet we look forward and hope waiting for something that we trust and believe God will give to all of us simply because of his word, simply because of what he said. And this is what Jesus here is saying to Thomas. He's saying, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So, so this is what I want to speak about a little bit today, about faith. 
Faith is necessary for life. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, St. Paul says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And certainly there are plenty of things that we have to have faith in, even non-religious things. Even people who are atheists, they have faith. Everyone has faith. We have to have faith in certain things, otherwise we wouldn't be able to live. We have faith that when we get into our car and we drive to where we're going to go, that we will get there. Now, does that mean that 100% of the time? No. Sometimes people have accidents. Sometimes other things happen, preventing a person from reaching a certain destination. But if we had no faith in this, then we wouldn't ever get into the car. We would never get on a plane. We would never trust to be with other people. Um, who we are, we are placing our faith that people around us are not going to try to harm us. We're placing faith in a system that exists to keep us safe. But all of these things, this is not, uh, this is not proof. There is no proof. I, there's nothing I can do to prove to myself that I will be safe today. There is nothing that, I can, that, that, that is proof, and yet we believe. We, we have faith, right? We trust in something. So faith is necessary for us to live. It is not just necessary in the Christian life or in the religious life. It is necessary for all people to live with some kind of faith. Otherwise, how is it that we would live? When you got into your car, how would you prove even that your car is working appropriately, that it's not going to break down while you are driving? Do you do like, you know, a thousand point inspection to your car every single time you go to drive? No, you just trust that it's going to work. Um, and if it doesn't work, you'll figure it out. But, but are we place faith in things without proof. We don't have proof that the car will work. There is no proof. There is nothing to sh tell us for sure that it will work, but we trust and we believe. So also we believe in the words of God. We believe in what he says to us because we trust who he is. Um, seeing is not believing. That famous phrase that maybe we say seeing is believing. Seeing is not believing. Actually, in, um, in the story of Lazarus and the rich man, when um, the rich man is being tormented in Hades and he's speaking to Abraham and he's saying, please send someone back to my family who is still living on the earth so to prove to them that the afterlife is real and that those people who live wickedly will suffer in the afterlife. Even let someone rise from the dead and go to them, right? And, and Abraham responded, he says, no, there is, there is nothing that will, what will, that will um, convince them. They have the law and the prophets. Even if someone were to rise from the dead, even if someone were to go and to send them some message, they would not believe. And, and maybe this seems counterintuitive to us, but we see many examples of things that are even miracles that happen in the world that have no explanation, and yet people still refuse to believe. So he's saying, what? Trust the word of God. They have the word of God. If they don't believe the word of God, even if there was some great miracle, even if someone rises from the dead, it will not be enough. So seeing is not believing. It is not enough to see. And St. John Chrysostom, I'm not going to read this, but St. John Chrysostom, um, he says the same thing, and he speaks about the resurrection, and he says, none of us have observed or seen the resurrection directly ourselves, but we trust and we have faith um, in it. Why is faith so essential? Um, faith builds trust in God, because what is it that we are trying to accomplish? We are trying to build a relationship with God, and the way that we build a relationship is based on trust, meaning when he says something, and we trust it, and we see it happen, we see it come to pass, we grow closer to God, we understand him better, we have more belief in him, and we trust his character and who he is and what he says. We trust that he's doing the right thing. After all, we are, it is beyond our capa capacity as human beings to understand fully the things of God. Imagine you have a young child who is in the car, and his parents are driving him or her somewhere. How can that child know where they are going? In wh what are they going to use to know what they are going? They don't even understand where they are. They don't understand where they're going. They don't know anything. They just know that they're with their parents. And as long as with their parents, they're comfortable. They're, they're, they're okay. They're, they're happy. They don't 
understand the, the destination and there is no way for them to understand. Even if the parents were to try to explain to a young child where they're going, maybe the child even wouldn't understand. Sometimes we think ourselves at the same level of God that we can ask him questions and he's going to answer us and somehow we're going to understand. We're going to understand everything about our lives, where we're going, where we came from, why things are happening the way they are. But maybe we're not able to understand. Maybe there is no answer that we can comprehend. And so God, instead of trying to answer the question, he just says, trust me, I'm driving you to the right place. I'm driving you to a good place. Children actually don't question this. When, when they get in the car with their parents, even though they really don't understand, they trust their parents. They say, I know my parents are not going to harm me. They're going to do something good for me. They're going to take me somewhere good that I want to go, something that's good for me, uh, usually. Um, so, so, so this should be like our faith. Our faith is God is leading us somewhere. We don't have to have proof of where we are going. We don't have to have exhaustive um, evidence to, to show and prove where it is that God is taking us. We just have to trust the driver. The one who is driving us is God. The one who is taking, there is, uh, taking us there is God. We see many examples, actually, of people who had faith and people who lacked in faith. Um, for instance, Zacharias, the priest, when uh, the angel appeared to him to, to uh, reveal to him the birth of St. John the Baptist, and, and Zacharias questioned, and he doubted, and he wasn't sure how is this going to happen. Um, and so Archangel Gabriel told him, um, Behold, you will be mute and not be able to speak until these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. Meaning, it was necessary for him to believe and trust. How is it, what kind of answer is the archangel going to give to Zacharias to make him to understand? It's a miracle. It's, not, it's beyond human understanding. Just trust my words when I tell you that you will have a son and you will name him John. Just trust. You don't have to have an answer. There is nothing beyond that um, for you to question. Um, St. Peter, when he was walking on the water, for instance, um, he was able to walk on the water as long as he believed. The moment he began to doubt, the Lord said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And, and this is when he began to sink. So what is it that caused him to sink? It wasn't the wind or the waves, because the wind and the waves were there the entire time. It wasn't the Lord, because the Lord had offered him to come out onto the, into the water to walk on the water, and the Lord did not change. The only thing that changed, that, that, that was the difference between Peter being able to walk on water and sinking into the sea and drowning, is his, his, his belief, his faith. This is the power of faith, that even though, of course, God is the one who has the power to, to do, but, he, but he, he works only in us when we believe that he can and when we believe, believe that he will. One side note here is when we say that we believe in God, it doesn't mean that we believe in the outcome. It doesn't believe we believe that God is for sure going to do a certain thing because we don't know. Is God going to heal a certain person? We don't know. Is God going to grant me a certain job? I don't know. What we believe in is the character of God. We believe in his goodness. We believe in his power. We believe that he is able to do all things that are good, and so we trust in him to do those things that are good, regardless of what direction that might be. This is what we mean when we say we have faith in God. Not that for sure God is going to produce a certain outcome that I'm asking for. Maybe that outcome is not the best for me, but that we trust that, that whatever he allows is good. Jesus, when he went to Nazareth, it says, now he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Again, the Lord is able to do mighty works. The Lord is able, and certainly there were people there in need of whatever works, whatever miracles the Lord could perform. What is the reason that, they did not, that God did not do it? It is because of their unbelief. It had no, nothing to do with anything else, meaning God willed it. He wanted them to be healed, to cast out the demons, to do all the things that he could have done with all of them. He wanted it. 
and he of course had the power to do it and he had the opportunity to do it the reason it didn't happen is because of their unbelief they didn't believe that the Lord could heal and so they remained sick the lame man um, says this is the man who uh, was at the uh, temple when Peter and John came and they saw him sitting there at the temple um, and they said this and his name through faith in his name was has made this man strong whom you see and know yes the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all what is the reason that they are giving why is it that this man was healed of course this is the power of Christ but but what is he attributing it to he's attributing it to his faith through faith in his name has made this man strong. Again, those people who believe that the Lord can do for them, what is it that they're asking? It is those people who will receive. This is why faith is so important. And this is why the Lord said, blessed is he who has not seen and yet believed. To those people who have not seen, to those people who don't have the proof, to those people who trust God simply because of his word, to those people mighty things um, will happen. Finally, I want to answer this question, where does faith come from, right? We say it in Romans 10, it says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Meaning, how is it that we grow in faith? Well, the first thing is we have to know God whom we are believing in. How is it that we will trust in what he does or what he says? We have to read his word. We have to understand it. We have to contemplate on it. We have to meditate on it. We have to pray and ask God to help us to grow in faith. The, the man, the father whose, whose, whose son would, was demon-possessed, and the Lord told him, <clears throat> all things are possible if you believe. When he's saying, can you heal my son? And the Lord said, all things are possible for those who believe. And the man responded and said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Meaning, I want to believe. I want to believe your words. I want to believe that you can heal my son, but I'm struggling in unbelief. I'm struggling with doubt. Help my unbelief. Meaning, even in faith, we turn to Christ and we ask him, help me, heal me of my doubts. And blessed is he who has not seen and yet believed. This is what we are looking for. We want to believe not because of evidence. And sadly, we find many people in the world, when they are seeking truth, they are trying to seek it according to the world system, according to the scientific way, which works very well in science, doesn't work very well in religion. God wants to see those who are willing to submit to him, are, are willing to trust in him, are willing to give him a try, and then he will reveal himself to them. He does not re first reveal himself and then the people begin to believe, but it's the opposite. He waits for those who are ready, willing, those who are willing to submit, those who are, who are willing to follow. If they will reveal the truth, is this person going to really follow and submit to my will? And then he reveals himself. When we hear the word of God, this is a, a challenge. It's like, believe this. This is what we are called to, to, to believe, and those people who have faith, they will see the works of God. How do we know that our faith is genuine? Well, in the epistle of St. James, he says, Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Meaning, how do I know if I really have faith? My faith has to be reflected in my life. Faith is not just, um, let me answer some questions on a test and be able to answer the questions rightly and say, yes, I have the orthodox faith. Faith is when I come to make decisions in my life, how do I make those decisions and based on what? Am I basing my decision on what I believe God wants me to do? Am I seeking the will of God in it? Am I trusting God with it? Am I living my life in just complete anxiety and terror and fear? If so, maybe I am not really faithful. If I really was faithful, then wouldn't I have some type of 
peace in my life? Wouldn't I have contentment in my life? Wouldn't, wouldn't my life reflect the fact that I'm completely surrendering my will to God? This is evidence. This is the evidence of faith. And so this is very important for me, for all of us, to look inside ourselves and ask ourselves the question, what is the evidence of my faith? Yes, definitely, maybe we come to church and we take communion, and, but what about in, in the rest of my life? How is my life, how am I living it? Am I living it kind of always feeling like I am by myself, like I am on my own, like I am making decisions for myself, like no one is there with me? Are we living our life as though God is our companion? that the presence of God is, is with us and we are aware of him at all times. This is the person who has true faith, believes in the Lord's presence with them at all times, and this presence brings them comfort, contentment, joy, makes them feel never alone, makes them feel like they are always in the presence of God, and it's a wonderful experience for those who experience it. This is the faith. This is what it means to have faith and to believe in the presence of God. Not just that I perform certain actions, but that my entire life is revolving around the idea um, of God's presence. So today, in Thomas Sunday, we are reminded of the importance of believing without seeing. Blessed are those who believe but have not seen. And so it is a call to all of us to grow and strengthen our faith. And we've also seen many examples of how faith was the determining factor for healing. Faith was the determining factor for the work of God in our lives. It was not that God was unable to work. It was not that God did not want to work. It's that those people who he wanted to work in them had no faith. They didn't believe in him. And so God did nothing. He was not able to work with them. So maybe a big change that can happen to us, and maybe we meditate on this in these holy 50 days, is how can I grow in faith and believe all that has just happened, all that we have just celebrated, the, the, the resurrection, that I believe truly that God has opened the gates of paradise and that the doors of heaven are open and that the Lord is leading me there and that even though I have pain and suffering in this life, I believe that there is coming a time where there will be no pain and no suffering and no sorrow at all to those who have lost loved ones to truly have faith and believe that they will see them again. This is faith that we believe truly the fruit of the resurrection is offered to all of us and that none of us are far from him and that he is not far from any of us. This is to have faith. And this is something for us to fully enjoy. The resurrection is to believe. What is it that the Lord has done? What is he offering us and what he is promising us in the future? And glory be to God forever. Amen.